listening to the Rational Rage Network. Welcome everyone to the CryptoCast, I'm with my co-host Chris, how are you buddy? I'm good man, yeah, it's Chris Ams, that's A-M-B-S, bullshit first thing in the morning or lambs with no L, um, that's how you can remember it, and if you don't know already, now you know. And today's special guest, I mean, you, you would have heard him before on the PWC not too long ago, and also the host of Garden of Doom, or co-host, one of two hosts with Shaheen, and also the host of the Hammerlock Hangover, Jeff Liebman. Welcome to the CryptoCast, my man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be on the CryptoCast and talk some stuff that's abnormal. That's, that's my <laughs> happy space. Well, abnormal is the thing today because tonight we'll be talking about alien abductions. So, guys, uh, I'll start with you, Chris. What's your take on alien abductions, man? Are they real? Are they not? What do you think, man? Well, I mean, this comes down to a lot of the same thing as like when we talked about giants in one of our other episodes. You know, my answer is there's definitely something happening. There's just far too many um, instances of, you know, these things being reported, the similarities, you know, those those kinds of things, you know, like uh, time loss and stuff like that. There's just too many similarities in too many places by too many people to just say no um, but also I'm a naturally skeptical person. And so my, my general reaction is, um, I think that there's something, but what exactly it is, I'm not really willing to just say. Mm, interesting. Jeff, what's your take on it? Um, I definitely think that there are alien encounters. I'm not ready to call them exactly abductions. I, I think that there's something more longer term going on, but I absolutely believe that 90 plus percent of them are just from attention seekers or, or 
you know, people who went out to get a pack of cigarettes and decided not to go home or, <laughs> you know, uh, something like that. I think most of it is, is, you know, I think a lot of the duplicate of the story is just because they're duplicating the story that they heard. But I, I absolutely believe that there have been encounters, not just recently, but throughout the millennia um, and, uh, you know, before recorded time. So uh, if anyone's heard my Garden of Doom um, podcast, you know that I'm a big believer in at least the possibility that all of our heroes, legends, and gods of old and gods of present uh, may in fact have an extraterrestrial origin. And in fact, we might have an extraterrestrial origin and maybe someone's checking in on their uh, experiment. Um, but yeah, I, so yes, I believe it, but I, I don't believe most of the stories, but yes, I absolutely believe it. Well, you brought up a good point because all through time, all cultures from the Australian indigenous people here to in America, you know, with the Native Americans and Canada too, there's been depict well, depictions of, and I, I got that word wrong, um, of some sort of things that look like greys. Like when you think about it, when you see ancient paintings and stuff like that, do they not sort of depict sort of greys or am I, am I wrong in saying that? Who are you asking me, Chris? Oh, either one, I guess. Go, Jeff. Uh, yeah, I, that, that's been a running theme as well. And, and, and some of it I stumble upon. Some of it I've learned by doing the show and being introduced to other people. But yeah, absolutely. When you look everywhere, there's sort of a, a similar description in places that there shouldn't be. And it's everywhere. You're right. It's North American, Native Americans, pre, you know, pre-written history, pre-our modern history era. They, they're in South America, in on Easter Island, um, on uh, Australia, Aboriginals, in Asia. Uh, you know, the only place that makes sense is Northern Europe. But even there, there, there's tales about the giants and they're usually, or the greys, and they're usually taller, thinner, high cheekbones, sort of a gray or white skin, sometimes orange hair or golden hair. Um, but yeah, but too many places, too many legends, too old for it to be just a coincidence and copycatting because there was no internet then. So yeah, absolutely. I, you know, that, that's definitely a big part of it. And I don't think it's any accident that that's how, you know, Lucifer is, is drawn, how many of the angels are drawn. Um, you know, the, the Sumerian and Babylonian gods, Elric. Jeff, you frozen up, man. Chris, can you can you hear me? Shit. The leaders of old, you know, always were a little bit taller, also, and you know, I, I'm a big believer in that. The Nephilim who mated with the daughters of Adam, you know, that that bloodline maybe caused some leadership, and and in some of that leadership, you have. Uh, height and and what we consider to be sort of classically handsome features you know aquiline high cheekbones etc so yes definitely jeff uh chris sorry uh yeah i like i i'm definitely with jeff on this one i think that there's a lot of like you know like i said before there's a lot of very similar descriptions throughout the world and um 
You know, the way that I always put it is, um, you know, w- when you're when you're investigating something, you know, in a legal matter, um, you always look to what's the most likely scenario first, right? Well, when you look at, you know, world history and the history about the cult- of, of cultures just around the world, um, every single culture throughout like the beginning of history has some kind of tale about, uh, you know, the, the hero gods who live, quote unquote, in the sky, right? But, you know, to, to ancient people that could just mean up right somewhere not not on the ground um and you know we all have this we all have these very similar themes and stories of you know the father god who creates and the son who is our protector and etc etc and i think that yeah you know you you talk about the grays um or you know just the the idea of a you know thinner taller um kind of people um, it, it's really everywhere. I mean, literally right. everywhere. Even the, you know, e- even the the Aztecs had a god called Quetzalcoatl, which they referred to as being white, a white god. Um, you know, light skinned, something a little different than they were used to. And I mean, these were people who, I mean, for all intents and purposes, had never had any kind of contact with Europeans. So where do they get this idea from, if not from there? So, yeah, I mean, I think that if you look at the historical evidence, I think that there's a lot to say, you know, there's definitely something that has us all obsessing about what's in the sky. You know, there's a reason for it. Definitely, man. And and the thing is, back to the alien abduction thing, um, over 10 million people claim worldwide that they've been abducted by aliens. Now, 10 million people surely couldn't be lying, right? I mean, something – look, I'm not giving you, like, the straight number, but I know it's in the millions. And, uh, I mean, Jeff, can 10 million people be lying or, or is there something to this? Well, I mean, I don't think 10 million people are lying. Can they be? I mean, sure. I mean, but I agree with Chris. Basically, he said Occam's razor, which is the simplest explanation, usually is the truth. And this is the simplest explanation. We don't like it because it sort of uh, offends our vanity and, uh, and offends sort of our social order, which in some ways is built around organized religions, a lot of which, you know, sort of have that, you know, we, you know, we are special in God's image. And now all of a sudden we've got to try to expand that to, other planets, other places in the universe. And I mean, I sort of think that that ship has sailed. We, we have already found water and bacteria and, and other life outside of our planet. So that, that's already sort of tumbling down. So, you know, the uh, various religions that are bothered by this kind of thing have, or should be, haven't really said anything about it. I guess they don't have to yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, when I, when I was thinking about just moments ago when we were talking about this long list of myths and legends that are maybe a little bit obscure, what's an elf? I mean, you know, even Lord of the Rings and, and elves and just, you know, uh, where did that come from? You know, just plain old elves. It's, it's not even that mysterious. Um, but no, I, I don't think 10 million people are lying. Can they be sure? Because like uh, Sherlock Holmes said, you, you know, to find the answer first, you must eliminate the impossible anything that's not impossible is possible 10 million people could be lying but it's extraordinarily unlikely that that would be infinitesimally uh statistically for that that to be the case well i like how you brought up the the owls right Mm -hmm. well have you heard about the 
the significance of owls and alien abductions at all? Have you have you heard about this? <clears throat> I'm not sure. Why don't you elaborate? Maybe I have. Well, uh, oh, what's his name? I'll I'll tell you in a minute. But uh, basically, apparently, and 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 I've had these type of experiences before. Believe it or not, not the abduction part, right? Not that I'm aware of. Right, that's what you remember. <laughs> not that I remember. I've had a lot of UFO encounters, though. Believe it or not, and uh, I've even got some photo evidence as well. Thanks. Yeah, I'll I'll show you like off the air because there's no point of. This is only going to be an audio podcast anyway. But uh, the, the weird thing is there was a time where I went home about, I don't know, about two years ago, right? I, I, and it was late. It was about 3 a.m. when I got home. And uh, as soon as I got out of my car, I look up, and I kid you not, an owl just comes flying, just comes flying and lands on, like, on the roof of, the, of like, my townhouse basically, right? So I'm like, what the fuck? what's up with the owl now by this point i already knew about like the the thing between the owls and, and abduction so this kind of freaked me out as i'm walking towards my door i kid you not i see a star it was a bright star right but it was brighter than everything else and it was just zooming right across the the horizon right now i thought at first could it be a meteor but the thing is it didn't have a tail and it was just the way it was moving, it was zigzagging and then just going straight. And I kid you not. Now, by this point, I, I had a few experiences, but this one in particular, it, I don't know, man. I, I felt I felt kind of, I don't want to say scared, but it made me want to just get in the house and I didn't even sit there and watch it the whole way. That's how this weird energy of a feeling it gave me. I just wanted to go inside, man, and, and and that was weird because I've come across a few owls, even to the point, like, <laughs> I've even ridden my bike, right, at night, just, I felt like riding, right, and uh, I've seen owls on the floor, like, just, just, I would ride straight past it on the ground, and it won't even move, man, <laughs> it's just, just weird stuff, and just the amount of times I've seen owls and UFOs, but never an abduction, is kind of strange. I mean, Chris, have you ever had any sort of experiences before? Oh, yeah, I've definitely seen some things. I mean, I'm from, so I'm from Northwestern Ontario. The, the, the forest that I'm from is called the Whiskey Jack Forest. And if you look it up, there's actually lots and lots of UFO sightings up, up this way, um, partially because there's just no such thing as light pollution where I'm from. Um, you can always see the skies unless there's clouds because there's just nobody up here, right? It's a, it's a vast, empty wilderness of water and trees. So, you know, you see things in the sky sometimes that, um, you know, at least I personally can't, can't really explain away, you know, like um, I've seen, you know, I've been looking at the sky before and seen, uh, you know, a star that seemed too bright, like brighter than the other stars, not, not to some cartoonish degree where it was, you know, where you would notice it if you weren't looking at the sky, but, I, you know, you look up and you see a star, the stars, and you see one that's just a little bit brighter than the rest of them and it catches your attention. And I've seen that, that very thing before and then have that star that I'm looking at, staring at, go black. 
you know, that's a weird thing. Um, I, and I know that in terms of like UFOs, my little sister, Brina, um, has sworn to me. And I mean, she is not the kind of, the kind of person who makes up stories, but she's sworn to me that she has seen, you know, a light in the sky at one point, um, in the night, basically sh shifting from side to side. And she said that this light, it shifted in way too fast a fashion from way too far to way too far in the, in the sky. And then, you know, it started coming towards where she was. And she literally like, she said that she like basically ducked under the couch because she didn't know what the hell was wow. going on. You know, obviously nothing happened or at least nothing that she can remember, but you know, if you look up the Whiskey Jack Forest, there's lots and lots of UFO sightings up here. And I think that that does have something to do with the fact that we just have such a clear sky, you know. Oh, no doubt. Jeff, have you ever had uh, any weird hey, experiences? Are these disruptions? I'm sorry. Are, are no, those no, 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 um, on. from locals or from tourists? From from locals often, um, but there's lots of things like that. We've had like Bigfoot sightings and things like that, and it's not it's not tourists usually. It's it's from people who live here. Yeah, the the reason I ask that is because a tourist might not be used to the sky like that, but also things like the aurora borealis and things like that. If if you're not aware of them or or you've only seen one image of them, the, how eerie and ghostly they can be, uh, you know just depending on <laughs> atmosphere conditions and if somebody didn't know what they were looking at, but if it's from locals, I, I would think they'd be acclimated to that. And, you know, I'm not saying that in a, in a forest called whiskey forest or whiskey <laughs> Jack, that people don't occasionally get imbibed <laughs> or with that, but it's less yeah. likely the locals are misunderstanding what they're seeing in their typical night sky. Well, Jeff, have you, have you ever had a, any like a uh, weird experiences at all? No, no, I really haven't. Not like that. Uh, I did want to clarify something, Jimmy. Maybe it's my accent or yours, but right. I was earlier. I was saying elves, like like from oh, elves, Bruce, like Legolas, <laughs> and I think you okay. were saying owls. Like yeah, the, I was saying elves. Yeah. I thought you but, said elves, right? Originally, uh, actually, funny enough, right? Then yeah. I thought maybe you said elves, right? So I, I, I was did not think aware of the connection with owls. And, well, and abductions, but there's a lot of connection with owls and a lot of things sort of <laughs> arcane. And, yeah, right. Um, so, that, so I definitely want to hear more about that. The, well, one, the one encounter I had was as a child, and I am positive it was not a dream because I, I had uh, insomnia routinely, and I, I sort of know the difference, but I saw a red light sort of almost shaped like the, almost like the Jetsons cars or like the Great Gazoo's helmet. But it was a solid red light, and it went across the sky way too quick. There were no um, ambulatory lights or, or oscillating lights, so it wasn't a star or a plane or a helicopter, or it was too fast for a blimp. So there was that. But actually, not too long ago, my lady friend, and, and I posted this on, on the web, she saw something, and apparently lots of people saw it, not just here, but around the world, similar lights in, in, in broad daylight, and... It was, uh, it's, it was on one side of the moon and then flew around to the other side of the moon and then sort of went sideways. And she got still photos of it and shared it with me, and I posted it on Garden of Doom. Of course, there's still photos, so you can't see the, the time lapse. But, I mean, you know, from the time that she was texting me to send me, it was, it was very uh, quick. And, and apparently the people around the world saw similar things, and it 
made news for a little bit, then disappeared. Reasonable minds can differ as to why. I mean, there's been a lot going on here in, in, in the States um, on a lot of fronts, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. But but nobody tried to, to explain it, like the Air Force and say, you know, planes or weapons or anything like that. But yeah, swamp but, gas, swamp, <laughs> gas, swamp <laughs> gas, exactly. It's always swamp gas. But, no swamps uh, in Baltimore. <laughs> oh, true. But uh, what, what was I going to say? Uh, since you brought up the L's, the, the guy that I was talking about before that I couldn't remember his name, his name is Mike Cleveland. Have you heard of him before? I don't think so. Uh, he's the guy that uh, he's, he's done a few books. This one's called The Messengers, L's Synchronicity and the UFO Abductee. Look into that book. It's pretty good, uh-huh. man. Um, but uh, the thing is, the abduction scenario is uh, like – the most realistic abduction, in my opinion, that, that I've probably come across that you can say, like even the skeptics can't really put their finger on. I mean, and everyone would know this one, but what about Travis Walton? Do you think, uh, I'm sure you guys have, have both heard of him, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Jeff, do you think there's any truth to that? Or was it all just a ploy? I mean, I don't want to render judgment on any one person's experience and, and what they're saying happened. I mean, you know, like you said, a lot of these stories have commonalities, which is both support and, you know, counter argument for the truthfulness of them. Um, but I, I like I said, I, I definitely believe in the proposition of it. I don't know enough about the man as his regular life and how. But if I, if I understand correctly, he was fully functional before a part of society and sort of thereafter as well, just with this sort of being, you know, part of, you know, becomes part of your identity. And I, I guess that causes some troubles, but basically, you know, taxpayer, you know, held a job, all the other stuff. So, right. um, I mean, he seems generally credible. Well, it's hard to sort of disprove, to be honest. I mean, Chris, what do you think about the Travis Walton case? Um, yeah, I mean, again, like I, I kind of agree with Jeff on this one. I think that, you know, there's a there's a lot of situations where you can sort of explain away things that have happened, right? Oh, you know, a couple went out into the woods and then they came back six hours later and claimed that they didn't, you know, they don't know where the six hours went. But I mean, you know come on some of these things are just silliness some of these things are just people wanting attention and i think that you can't you can't completely disregard that possibility in some situations but then i think that there are some situations like with travis where i think that there's just too much going on and too much that you can point to and say well how did that happen give me any explanation as to what happened here and i just i don't think that there is like sufficient to say no this is nonsense yeah. Well, he disappeared for, I believe, uh, was it more than two days, maybe five days even? Um, the the co-workers that were there also took uh, lie detector tests and uh, they all passed, except for one was inconclusive, but, uh, but still everyone else passed. I mean, would you really run around the cops like that? And, I mean, that's that would be a felony even doing that, wouldn't it? What, what kind of work was he in? Uh, I, b- I believe he was a logger. 
Right. Yeah, I thought it was something like that too. For yeah, whatever yeah, reason, yeah. I thought uh, like uh, like a oil rigger guy, but logger sounds right. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the reason I asked is because there are certain professions where you can train yourself to pass lie detector tests. That's oh, not definitely. Right. I mean, they shouldn't be applicable in court anyway, to be honest, right? I mean, they're not really. Trust me, as the son and grandson of, of loggers, uh, that's definitely not one of the professions where they <laughs> teach you how to pass a lie detector test. Yeah, they barely um, teach you how to run a chainsaw. So, <laughs> Well, well, yeah. Travis Walton claims that he, uh, he died pretty much because he got close to the UFO, right, that, every, that everybody saw. He got close to it, and apparently there was some sort of like – I don't want to say a laser or whatever, the, whatever the hell it was, but there was a beam that was beaming down. He, it hit him and apparently killed him. And then these guys took him in. Uh, and when I say these guys, I'm talking about the aliens, so-called aliens, allegedly. And they brought him back to life and healed him. I know that sounds outrageous, but uh, I mean, geez, I mean, you never know, right? Well, I don't know that it sounds that outrageous because it, it might not actually be what happened. It just may, may be what he well, processed. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it could have been a paralysis shock, and, and the only way he could understand it is that he, was, he died and they resuscitated him. But, you know, if all of a sudden you're hit with a paralysis beam where you can't do anything or some sort of, you know, shock that your body doesn't know how to handle it, and then you're, you see yourself rising towards the light, I mean, that that's what everyone calls a near death experience right um or or a quick death experience so yeah that, that's just the way he processed it and knows how to explain it or, or it could be what happened i mean it, it i mean people die and come back to life here are brought back resuscitated i had this week a a, a, a practicing shaman of sorts and and you know one of the reasons he always felt connected to certain cultures is uh, because he died when he was 16 months old, and they they resuscitated him. And he had medical issues throughout his life uh, since then, and that put him on the path towards looking for, for non uh, alternate alternate forms of healing in medicine, uh, and put him on that path. So the and by the way, he also during his shaman's journey had encountered uh, you know people and beings that he couldn't necessarily explain. Now, listen, sweat lodges are supposed to do that and, and, and some of these experiences, but apparently he was told that he was much more intuitive and a natural shaman's gift than whether the spirit world is, is different than aliens or they're one and the same. I'm, 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 I'm okay with them being one and the same, um, or maybe not aliens. Maybe it's just you know the, these other dimensions that, uh, and it's just uh, ourselves from other dimensions, but whatever it is, Whatever the actual ultimate explanation is, you and I aren't going to aren't going to figure out what the alpha of that is. But again, I, I I don't think the man was a liar, and I don't think his coworkers all thought, "Hey, this is a fun thing that we're all going to lie about." Well, well, definitely. I'm glad you brought up the shamans because um, I'm not saying they're liars; they're definitely not lying. But the thing that I can't wrap my head around with shamans is basically that. They're taking hallucinogens pretty much and encountering these so-called interdimensional beings. You know what I mean? I mean, you could easily put it down to maybe it's the hallucinogens. I mean, I mean, Chris, do, do, do you sure. think there's anything to that? 
certainly possible. Yeah, so you could put it down to to it just being hallucinogens, right? But I mean, there's also a possibility that we're talking about things that we simply do not have an understanding for as well and that we might we might not even be close to having an understanding for. You know, we have an arrogance especially in the West and especially in today's culture that we believe that we have an answer for everything and we simply do not. We have many answers that might be but we have very few facts that are that are unquestionable and that's because that's not even the point of science science is literally meant to give us the best guess that we have right now and then to be open to interpretation in the future if there is a if there's more information that we can get in the future that will improve our understanding of a subject we are supposed to as scientific people we are supposed to be open enough to say okay what is that and, uh, you know, and and be willing to accept that there might be a different answer than the one that we have right now. So maybe, you know, the way to communicate with these interdimensional beings uh, is to put ourselves on a different frequency. And maybe that's what hallucinogen and maybe that's what the hallucinogens do. Maybe they just put us on a different frequency. Jeff. I, I agree. I mean, you know, I mean, firstly, the individual that I was referring to, um, he is long in his recovery from addiction. Um, you know, but yes, peyote is used, but uh, it, that's not a particularly strong uh, substance. Now, the not eating and being in the high temperatures, uh, you know, hallucinations can be caused as well. And there's a lot of um, evidence or argument anyway that, that, you know, some people that were considered oracles like Delphi, there's, there's a lot of, I think it's methane gas or a, a, yeah. a higher amount of uh, sulfate or, or methane that, that comes out seeping from the core. And, and that's sort of where the oracles were. And so they were sort of hallucinating <laughs> as well. And that explains part of it. Right. Um, so listen, I, 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 I can't rule it out that, that I mean, you know, I can't go on Occam's razor on one thing and then reject it on another. That, that is certainly a possibility. But uh, there are, you know, there's, there's you know, let, let's take the word shaman out of it and, and go to guru, guru in, in, you know, India and in Hindu tradition. Right. And I'm not sure that there's any uh, narcotics involved there at all. I don't know enough to say one or the other. You, need it to you know, the, the druids, I don't know if there was anything involved there. Um, so, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give that an incomplete partly because my knowledge is incomplete. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. We're rational people, but I don't, I also don't eliminate the possibility that, that some people are more attuned to certain types of energies and these visitors or visitations, whatever they are, ha have these kinds of energies or frequencies or whatever it is, whether or not they're, they're attuned to, uh, the, the telluric energies, you know, the polarities in, in, in the earth or whatever it is, if it's just uh, an auditory stimulus or something else. But, you know, why not? And it's, it's all energy. And, you know, if they have a, uh, if you're more sensitive to a, a certain type of energy, I mean, just think about it. Some, some people get burned more easily than others. Some people like spicier food than others, where some people hate bright light. Some people love the bright light. It, you know, some people are more sensitive towards noise than others. I mean, if you love death metal, you, you probably are not as sensitive to noise that, like I am who's listening to England Dan and John Ford Cole. 
So, I mean, it's, it's not that far a stretch just because just we haven't identified what that energy is, that source of energy, and someone who's more or less attuned to it, that, that they might react differently. So uh, I, I'm, I'm going to throw that out there as, as just as real a possibility. No doubt. I mean, everything's a possibility, I guess, too. I mean, it's just getting to the bottom of this just ends up leaving you with more questions. And, uh, you know, I've been into this rabbit hole for many years, even from a kid. I was always like, I've had even all sorts of paranormal encounters, but the alien question and even the abduction thing really interests me a lot because if it is true, if all this is true, I mean, that's huge. And I mean, apparently they even say that, uh, you know, aliens supposedly live under the earth, <laughs> like underground and stuff like that. Apparently there's even been, like, have you heard of a guy named Tom Schneider? Any of you guys? No. No. Not me. Okay. Well, he used to work for the government. I can't remember. can't remember what alphabet uh, thing he was with, but... Uh, Basically, yeah. Basically, he um he claims that he's encountered aliens underground, and uh, he's had his hands blown off. Believe it or not, he's got scars, all sorts of scars to prove it. And this is apparently from a gray that shot a beam from his chest. Now I don't know how true, but I'll tell you one thing: the guy ended up dying, and they said it was suicide. But I've seen the actual photos. The, from the criminal investigation, right? They got leaked. I don't know how. If you look into it, you, where, where is it. this from? Where, where in the world did this happen? Uh, you know, Dulce, New Mexico. Yeah, well, the United States. Okay, right. Yeah, we, oh, yeah, yeah. It's in the U.S. Yeah, oh, when you were saying government that. agencies, I mean, we have three different countries here. You, we all have oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm an American one. I should have clarified. You're right, Jeff. Thanks for pointing that out. But uh, basically. Yeah, I mean, we're American centric, so we think everything is one right, of ours. Exactly. I'm sure you feel differently. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, if it was if it happened here, I would have probably said it. And there's a couple of things I'll bring up about here. But anyway, back to that. Tom Schneider, like I said, look into him. He supposedly committed suicide, but it was clearly it was clearly murder, in my opinion. He had a lot of information. I mean, he looked legit. I mean, just look into him. You'll find out. They say suicide, but he was choked with like a rubber, some sort of rubber, like even like think of gloves sort of stretched, like rubber gloves, but it might like not even garage? be. Yeah, something like that. You got to look into it. Look into it. Do me a favor, both of you guys. Look into it. It's pretty like it's, it's a story, man. He's been dead now since, I think, 96. Mm. But uh, he definitely did not kill himself. I, I guarantee you that. There's a lot well, of luckily, I have another computer right next to me, so I can do it. Yeah, looking, while. Tom Schneider, underground. I think it's amazing that you talk about the underground, though, because this is not as crazy mm. as we think. I mean, firstly, this very week, there were articles all over the place in, in first-run types of uh, outlets saying that that there's a theory, and I don't know if there's evidence uh, because I haven't looked enough into into it, that there were alien civilizations and they basically blew themselves out of existence. So there there's that this week. So 
that which is everywhere. Just just Google it. There's articles from like uh, oh yeah, uh, science magazines. I think it was even in Newsweek or one of those. But also, it was within the last month or two months that scientists posited that if there was life on Mars, that they likely lived subterranean. That they did because of the the it sort of heats more like from the inside out right. than the other way around, um, which is also sort of amazing. But well, the other part that's amazing is that have either of you read a book called The Descent by an author named Jeff Long? No, I don't. I don't think I have. Chris, have you? Oh, I have not. Okay, this is my favorite book, um, and it's heady and 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 it's and it's not an easy read. You have to pay attention. But I like books like that, or at least I used to when I wasn't as lazy as I am now. But <laughs> I feel you. The, the, the premise, and by the way, the, the movie, the horror movie, The Descent, is loosely based on it, but I mean loosely based okay. on it, like yeah. very loosely. So the you. premise is, is that at some point, thousands and thousands of years ago, people migrated underground yeah. and adapted. And so everything that goes bump in the night, including alien abductions, um, but vampires gargoyles whatever they're all devils they're all they're all part of this and you call them hadles like hadel uh habilis or whatever right uh which is a real word uh, uh and and there's different cultures there's different sizes because they they lived in different places but one of the part of the part of it is is alien abductions and one part that has nothing to do with what we're talking about but i'm going to say it anyway because no, i found it, it interesting is because they did a whole thing on you know, how butterflies migrate, even, you know, skipping generations and salmon and whales, I know where to go. And the, the concept here was that Satan was sort of like a memory that was shared and that, that there's a real Satan. It's just it's a, a different body generation to generation to generation, almost like the Dalai Lama, a pope get, gets right. a designation. But it was like a memory that got sort of chosen by, by one individual through a, a transmission. It's more like, like a genetic you know, memory. Animal. Yeah, but like more like how animals can share the DNA through procreation, like the memory comes through mm -hmm. DNA. So it's actually really interesting. And he wrote a few other books, um, but this was the best one. Um, but, you know, the concept was underground people who could easily be the greys and fit within Mr. Schneider's account. Yeah, he was a certified public accountant and the president of a public golf company. I mean, it, chief financial officer of three Arizona companies, before becoming a poker player is this is this the same guy no it can't be can't be wait let me look let me look into it quickly but uh tom type tom, tom schneider and dulcie underground base something should come up in google 100 percent. okay but uh i'm glad uh you you brought up a good point earlier and um look who, who knows what to think anymore with all this stuff? I mean, Chris, do you have any thoughts about what Jeff said just, just before? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that the idea of a genetic memory is a pretty strong one. Um, if you take a rat, for instance, from the time it's a baby, um, take it away from other rats and raise it, uh, it's still afraid, like terribly afraid of the scent of a cat. Um, in fact, if you introduce the scent of a cat to a rat who has never, ever met another rat and obviously never been taught anything about cats in its life, it will react exactly the same way that a rat will that 
knows about cats and that has experience with cats. There's something uh, deeply rooted in the memory system of, of a rat that tells it that this thing is something to be feared. So, yeah, the idea that, you know, possibly our ancestors encountered something uh, dangerous in the ground. Um, specifically, you know, other people or other humanoid looking things like, you know, we, we talk about it as Satan or the devil, but, you know, the idea of the evil within the ground is a pretty universal and ancient one. And so, yeah, maybe that's, that's part of that, uh, you know, what you might call a genetic memory and, uh, you know, sometimes I think that we we think that we're way too smart for things. And I think that sometimes maybe we'd be better off to just accept that we don't really know anything and try to just go based on our instincts with, with things. Well, sorry, I, I just wanted to, yeah, Philip Schneider. Sorry, uh, Jeff. I said Tom Schneider, but it's Philip Schneider. It, well, it's fine because I was able to find it when I put in New Mexico underground base. Uh, and yeah, a lot of stuff about Dulce and... Apparently, there's been strange cattle mutilations in the area, and uh, there is a subterranean base there. Um, supposedly, I mean, there's evidence supposedly that, that it does exist, but the U.S. government deny it. Yeah, uh, and there's a. It was a former New York. I'm sorry, New York, New Mexico State trooper uh, identified. His name is Gabe Valdez. Documented yep, unexplained yep, cattle right. mutilations. Gabe Valdez uh, made it to the paper. Uh, he said that predators don't leave gas masks, glow sticks, radar chat. They don't leave that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. Um, so, yeah, it's it's there. Another police officer, Tim Anderson, is quoted here, too. So, yeah, I mean, yep, you're right. It's, it's Philip Snyder, a former explosive engineer employed by the U.S. government. Um, so and he had a high level security clearance. I don't know exactly what that means. I've met a lot of people with security clearances. Some of them you would think they would. Others you're like, huh, how'd they get that? Well, um, there's videos. If you look on YouTube, I mean, I can send you links even, but uh, if you type his name on YouTube, there should be some of his, uh, like, what do you call it? Oh, my God. I forgot what it's called. But lectures, basically, yeah? Yeah, so, send it to me. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. Believe me, it's, it's pretty uh, – eye-opening and, and convincing too that that's the thing like <clears throat> i believe there's something to it i mean he looks extremely convincing man I, I can't see why he'd be lying and if you look even deeper i guarantee you he did not kill himself i just do not believe he did you'll see for yourself but like that's a whole other subject in itself but to be honest but it's, it's extremely intriguing man I want to hear about your encounters, unless you've already told your audience on the show. No, no, them. no. I've only, I've only really said one, but uh, or maybe two. But oh, man, I can tell you some encounters. Now, tell me, guys, if this sounds weird or not. But there was a time I came home late again, and this is years ago. I saw, you know, those laser pointers, right? Sure. I saw. I kid you not. Now, where I used to live, there used to be a stop sign. Right, like I, I lived on the corner, right? So there'd be a stop sign right in front of my house. And I saw like a green laser, like a, a green laser pointer. I didn't think really nothing of it at first. I just thought some idiot's pointing a laser, right? So then a couple of days later, again, I come home and it was at night. I see a cat running for, the, for that green 
like laser pointer again, it seems, right? But this time I'm like, now that's weird. It's 2, 3, two, three a.m. again with this laser pointer shit. Now this time I wanted to find the source where this green laser pointer was coming from. I'm looking all around and I cannot see a source. Now usually you could you could see a clear sort of direction where it's coming from, right? There was no direction. So I'm like, that's weird. I quickly run back to my house because I just got this weird sort of feeling. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I don't know where, you know how they say about frequency, that certain frequency can sort of make the human body react differently or what or whatnot? Sure. Yeah. Well, I had this rush, like a vibration sort of sound, if that makes any sense. I can't, I can't really explain it. And, man, it was giving me a headache, like for real. Your body like, shudders. Your body feels like it's shuddering. Yeah, it's, it's, I've, I, I can't explain it. I've never felt that way before. I've never experienced it since. You don't have epilepsy or anything like that? No, 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 not at all. But, uh, I mean, either, but I would I imagine <laughs> that's what it feels like. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I don't know I because mean, I've, I've never had an epileptic fit. That's just how I picture it feeling. I, I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's really hard to explain. It's like a vibration through your body. And it's not that your head hurts, but it's, it's like you just want to get away from it. You have subways there in, in Australia? Yeah, we've got subways, of course. Okay, so you ever like near a subway car, but it's not one that's going to stop. It just passes by you really fast and you, you feel the thudding and you feel the air going by you almost like you're on a roller coaster on, on a, a merry-go-round, but going at super speed. Yeah, is, maybe is that the kind of feeling that you're, you're trying I, to describe? I would say a roller coaster feeling is probably more similar than a, than a train just flying by, like yeah. in a subway. But, but even that doesn't give it justice. I, I, can't, I can't explain it. But I didn't see no UFO or nothing like that, but it was weird. That's first of all. So I'm just painting the picture. But it was also another time, like not long after that, <laughs> at the time I was leaving – my girl's house that was back then now with you know living together and stuff and yeah that well for years now but anyway so um i i leave her place and i'm going home <clears throat> excuse me and i see a weird object in the sky now this thing was following me i thought it was a helicopter at first i'm like okay that's strange i've got pictures of this of this object by the way right and uh and i'll show you I'll show you both. Have I showed you yet, Chris? Or I probably haven't, have I? I don't think so, bud. I've showed no. Tim, but yeah, I'll show both of you guys. Anyway, so these things following me, and now I notice it was a. It was first. It was like a, just a white like orb, right? These things follow me, follow me. I'm like, no way. What? What the fuck is that? And why is it following me? So, I get home now. As soon as I get home, this thing stopped in front of my house. I kid you not. And it went from white to red, right? And from red, it spawned off into th like a triangle, like three white objects in a triangle sort of f formation. I kid you not, but it wasn't a wasn't a triangle craft or anything like that. It was just it spawned into three sort of orbs, and was in like a like a pointy sort of triangle, right? And I was like, wow. So I'm taking pictures. It didn't give me any weird feeling. Now, this is from an old, like, cell phone. It's not the best pictures, but you can clearly tell what's going on, right? And, uh, I mean, 
again, I can't explain that, but the best UFO experience I've ever had was back in 97. And it's funny because I remember I was waiting for Nitro to start, actually, funny enough, right? And I was at a friend's house and we were just at the front of his house. Now, we were young. This is, this is back in 97. So I was probably about 14 back then. Right, I'm I'm turning 39 next year. I just turned 38 in October. So yeah, I was I was roughly about 14. And waiting for Nitro to start, we see an orange orb. And now this thing was just pulsating like in out, in out, doing zigzags, your typical orange orb sort of sighting. If you look into it, you understand what I mean. It was just doing all these weird sort of jumpy sort of things, man. I've never seen anything like it. That was the first experience I ever had with a UFO, and to me, that's probably the best sort of one, only because it was so stereotypical. It was kind of amazing to sort of see at the time, but I didn't appreciate it as much as I would have if I saw it now. The weird thing is, I remember we grabbed my friend's dad's binoculars, right? And from what we saw, like, it's odd, because all you see with your naked eye is just an orange orb, right? You can't tell that it's a a saucer shape or or whatever, right? But with the binoculars, I could see a red, white, and blue light around it. And it was pretty much like a saucer-shaped craft. And, man, this thing disappeared and then came back, like, at two, at 2 in the morning. I walked outside just because I, I just wanted to see whatever. And I kid you not, it was back. Now, I can't explain what the hell that was. To me, that's a UFO. Is it alien? I don't know like that that's but it was strange man i've got more but i'll let you guys talk for the time being now but yeah man that's strange chris well i haven't had any so i don't know if that makes me more credible or less but chris said he has so i guess it's his turn to share well chris (laughs) have you had any Um, yeah so i mean i've like I, I, you know, I basically told about like the experiences that I've had, just like seeing lights, you know, come and disappear. And, you know, my sister has said that she's seen lights, you know, basically darting around the sky at entirely too fast a rate, those kinds of things. Um, uh, to me, though, like one of the best examples of um, a close encounter, if you would call it that, uh, probably comes from this area. Uh, have you ever heard of the Falcon Lake um, yes. incident? I've I've heard of it, yeah. I have. Jeff, have you? I haven't. I well, I don't think so. But but go, go on. for it, Chris. Okay, so the Falcon Lake incident comes from uh, 1967, and um, Falcon Lake is about an hour and a half away from me. It's it, it's a lake that's just on the other side of the Manitoba border, um, and it's you know it's up here in the wilderness there's not really anybody around um and this uh, basically it's about a guy named uh stefan mikhailik who uh was a polish uh immigrant uh he it's was story, Chris, um, actually <laughs> yeah it really is a great story uh it's a polish immigrant named stefan mikhailik and he um he was a person who was sort of an amateur geologist. He liked to just sort of go study the rocks and stuff. I mean, the the place where I live is part of the Canadian Shield, so it's a pretty interesting place if you like to study rocks. Uh, apparently, something that he liked to do. So um, he basically describes an account where uh, he was he was walking through the bush, basically going to study some quartz. Um, 
we have a very high, you know, amounts of quartz in northwestern Ontario. He was uh, he was over there uh, and basically going through the woods, and he looked up and he saw two cigar cigar shaped objects with a reddish glow or you know orange glow, that kind of same coloration that people talk about. Um, one of them descended, and uh, he he really just thought that it was some kind of secret U.S. military experiment. And so he said that he spent the next half hour sketching it, just drawing it, uh, didn't do anything with it. And then, you know, it was just sort of sitting there. So he got closer and he said, as he got closer, um, he could smell sulfur sort of, sort of uh, smell, and he could feel the warmth coming off of this craft. Um, and then he said that he also noted a door on the side that was open. So he approached and he basically yelled at them in English, hey, do you Yankee boys need a hand? You mm -hmm. know, because he just thinks these, these must be just Americans. You know, it's some sort of secret experiment. Uh, and he said that um, basically he could hear voices beforehand. And once he started yelling, the voices stopped. He couldn't hear anything and he couldn't understand what language it was. But then he tried in Polish and Russian, and finally in German, because I mean, you know, that's what, you know, Europe is like, they can speak 80 different languages there. Uh, but anyway, um, basically, what happened was no, he didn't hear anything. And then he when he got closer, um, there was like an explosion. And when he essentially woke up, he was on the ground, and he had uh, a great pattern burned into his chest, and like, burned into it uh, and there was pieces of metal basically all around um, he got up and he you know there was nobody there anymore right uh, so he got up and he went uh, he went to the hospital to make sure that he was okay uh, and he was suffering from radiation poisoning and when the authorities when the Canadian authorities went back to Falcon Lake to study uh, the spot that he said um, there were pieces of metal that they still have in Canadian custody that were uh, highly radioactive. Now, again, this is a, this is a part of the country where there is no, there's no radiation in Northwestern Ontario. There's no radioactive plants. There's no, there's nothing to that effect at all. But this was a situation where a man was clearly suffering from radiation burns, where there was radioactive waste on the ground uh, and where a man had seen something essentially, you know, completely un, something that you couldn't really explain uh, come down. And uh, again, it, it has, it has a lot of the same, um, it has a lot of the similar sort of uh, details that a lot of these other stories have where it's a cigar shaped object. There's a reddish glow. And once it descend, he said that once the thing descended, it took on a different shape. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's physical evidence of something very, very strange happening. So to me, that's one of the better, you know, examples of close encounters. And credible too, actually, that one. That's very credible. I mean, clearly something happened. It seemed like that's an abduction case, no doubt about it. Jeff? Yeah, I mean, it certainly is. I have a, I have a couple of questions. One is a bit mundane, but I, I, I wonder why he thought it was the American military as opposed to the Canadian military. I mean, is oh, the American military operating in Manitoba? The, t the technology, for sure. Uh, well, we're only, we're only about an hour north of Minneapolis, uh, of, not Minneapolis, we're about eight hours north of Minneapolis, but we're only about an hour north of Minnesota. Um, and also, I mean, the Canadian military in the 60s was basically just a bunch of guys, you know, riding moose 
it, there, was not, there, there was no there was no possibility that it was some kind of high technology uh, coming from Canada. So the Moose Corps. <laughs> Maybe that's just what they wanted you to believe. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I mean, Maybe the I have, which is more direct towards the story, is did they they identify what kind of radiation was it? Plutonium was it? Uranium? Well, I mean, I don't know enough kinds of radiation, but it, was it something that is common here, or or in the sixties did they just not, you know, I don't know, uh, go that far, dig that deep? Radiation poisoning was radiation poisoning. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm not sure what type of radiation it was and how much. I mean, Chris, do you know anything about that? Um, not really, no. there's. I don't think, I think that probably at the time there was a lot less, especially in this part of the world. I, I doubt very much that anybody in northwestern Ontario was, you know, familiar enough with radiation to say what kind of, you know, is it plutonium or whatever. Um, but there are books written about the subject that might, that might be, you know, a little more detailed. I know that his son wrote a book called When They Appeared, um, which was, you know, about the incident. Um, but as far as those details, I don't have them. I've heard that story before and, and, and it's an intriguing one. That's for sure. I mean, like I said, where he must've, uh, I mean, they found him passed out actually, didn't they? I'm pretty sure or he was passed out. No, he, he was able to, he basically, he passed out and then yeah, he yeah. came to, I mean, he's okay, in the middle of the right. bush. There was nobody that was ever yeah. going to find him if he right. didn't come to. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty messed up, man. I mean, if I went through an experience like that, oof, I'll tell you now. But uh, uh, my other experiences that I have had as well, I've had all sorts of weird – like, have you guys heard of the the the, the helicopters dropping orbs <laughs> from a chopper? No. I've never looked into that. I kid you not, I, I already knew about it. But me and my girl were driving <laughs> – I know it sounds crazy, man, but it's true. She can vouch for you, man. I mean, there's no reason for me to lie about it. Like I said, I've never been abducted. I'm not going to say I've been abducted because I haven't as far as I know. But, um, and that sounds crazy. I mean, just saying that just sounds whack. But anyway, we saw an orb like literally fall out of a chopper. I don't know what was going on there. Like, I don't know if, if it was some sort of beacon or. It could have been a flare and it just looked like an orb for you know, you know what I mean? But it looked like a proper orb, like a round ball, just dropping to Where the ground. This? In Australia, like in my neck of the woods, it was, I was driving. Do you think they do it like, uh, to track different kinds of herds or wildlife, like beacons? To Well, that's why I, it could have been a beacon. I mean, mm. I know th there's a phenomena with that, right, with the with an orb, orbs coming out of choppers, right? So I, I saw that. I, I'm just thinking that aliens don't need choppers, but uh, well, well, well. Back to the chopper thing. Have you heard about the black chopper um, stories? Oh, everyone's heard about the black chopper stories. Sure. Well, well. Interestingly enough, I mean, uh, there's a lot of apparently these black choppers are very silent, and apparently they seem to appear when there's uh, mutilations going on, like you know, cattle mutilations, particularly. There's been a lot of sightings about that. I mean, what do you guys think of that? Is there any correlation in that or it's government doing this? But then why would it be the government taking cattle when I'm sure they could just buy the cattle, right, Jeff? Yeah. 
I've always associated black choppers with government. Right. Um, And I I was not aware of the correlation with cattle mutilations and black chopper sightings. That said, I mean, listen, I just heard it. I'm not familiar with it, but it's taken me all of six seconds to draw a possible line. Maybe the government sends in the black choppers to investigate extraterrestrial reports or UFO experiences. And that's the cause of the cattle mutilation, whether it's because they landed on cattle, whether or not it's because they drive wolves crazy. Maybe aliens just have fun shooting a cow. They don't, they don't have big fat bovine undulates <laughs> where they're from. And, they, and then they're like us. They think it's fun to make things go bang. I don't know. But, uh, you know, maybe that, that's, that's the response. Thing. The, the men in black coming in a helicopter in black and, and you know, the, the, the cattle mutilation was, was done before or after so that the aliens say, yeah, yeah, you didn't catch us. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you brought up the meaning black, but I'll I'll get back to that. But Chris, what do you think of, about these black choppers, man? Yeah, I, I I made the same connection that Jeff did um, when you mentioned it. Just about like it's it's probably you know you have to question when something when something is is um, beside something when something is is put in the same time frame you have to wonder if it's causation or correlation uh and this seems to be one of those situations where um it's very likely that what we're talking about is these black choppers are you know they're they're seen because there's someone from the government investigating when something happens well every time they appear a cattle mutilation seems to happen so i don't know what to think about it apparently they're very silent so I don't know, man. I've never come across them. But now that we're talking about black choppers, let's go to the men in black. Now, every time there seems to be, I've never experienced these guys personally, but uh, if if you have some sort of experience, especially abductions, these guys seem to turn up at, uh, at your house and basically threaten you not to say anything or else you're pretty much pretty much dead supposedly on top of that they they speak very monotone they seem to be extremely pale they turn up in a black cadillac apparently and uh they're very weird characters where they also come across to an extent like they're aliens themselves i mean jeff what do you think about the men in black is it government is it is it uh aliens i mean what is it uh, I think it's more likely to be government than aliens. I don't think that it, there's an organization where there's, you know, like the movie, obviously, where there's alien uh, infiltration or cooperation. I, I would think it's government and probably the less they say, the better and the more menacing they are. Um, you know, it's hard to be tough when you talk too much. Um, so, yeah, I, I've always associated with with government, um, you know, maybe they hire folks out of, you know, special forces or CIA or other operations that fit a particular physical description to sort of uh, let that mythology spread. I think it just came out of, you know, back in the day when you had the G-men, they all sort of wore dark suits and white shirts and thin black ties. That that was the right. sort of the uniform then. I think it just... Uh, grew from there and so um but but that's what i think i don't don't think it's aliens going to be i mean if there were aliens trying to keep people quiet and they were mutilating cattle and 
doing abductions, I think that they would have other ways to deal with it, uh, ranging from abduction and memory loss or just abduction permanent. Chris, do you do you think there's something to these men in black? Is it government? Is it aliens? Is it both? What do you think, man? Um, I, I definitely think that it's more likely to be government agents. Um, I, and I, I question whether or not there's there's enough real evidence to suggest that they're their own branch of the government versus that they're just a part of the government cleanup process when something happens. Um, you know, the government has people who are just good at not caring. Um, unfortunately, that's that's sort of a requirement for being a government agent is to be able to sort of just shut off that piece of your soul that cares about people. Um, and that's not a knock on people who get into the government work. I mean, there's just lots of people who, who are very caring and very loving people who work for the government. That's not what I mean. Um, but, you know, if you have to be the kind of person who goes around and threatens people, hey, shut up or we'll kill you, you're probably just that kind of person anyway who doesn't really care if you scare people. Um, and so I would just say that it's more likely to be government specialists that just deal with issues when they have to tell people to shut up. All right. Well, boys, tell me this then. Uh, how do you explain people claim that these so-called men in black talk very monotone, almost like robotic in a sense, right? They seem to just appear and disappear. Like people have watched them leave their house. They turn the corner, they go to check, and they're gone. Just poof, gone. And also, people have also claimed that they've been wearing lipstick. Like, and also, weird enough, where they seem to have like a time limit almost to a point where they're running out of energy or something like that, where they seem weak um, and, like, they're staggering out. Now, I don't know if that's supposed to be all just to, like, mess with your head, just to play with you or, or whatnot, or I don't know what to think. But, I mean, is it – would government agents actually act like that, Jeff, do you think? I mean, is that, isn't that a little strange in your book? Well, the first part I think I already addressed. The second part – uh, in my business, uh, it's called offering information into the case. It's not entered into evidence. <laughs> I, I've not heard this. I, I've not yeah. heard about the lipstick or the low energy or the stumbling or the disappearing kind of thing. I, I've just heard they came in, they, they said their piece and left. And, uh, you know, I, you know, if, if they have, if there's black choppers and we know that there's stealth planes why not a form of a stealth car that doesn't require light they you know radar or, or sonar to get where they need to go and then you know uh, reflective or or matte you know cobalt black material and then they go off and it's silent maybe a prototype electric car so that you don't hear it so mm. i think that part can be explained but that's, the other that's part, a I great mean, point I'm picturing like David Bowie and and Adam <laughs> Ann uh, being being the agents. Uh, <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. Listen, I mean, maybe just listen to the songs. Listen, listen. I, this this is all me. This is complete speculation. I'm not explaining. No, anything. no, no. Of course. But maybe for someone to turn off that part of their soul, they need to inject themselves with some sort of drug or whatever. And maybe when they come down, it it makes you stumble and feel weak, and you got to get the get the f out. So. Maybe it's a little bit of both, I, but I, I've, I've not heard that. Uh, I mean, that sounds more like the Joker and Harley Quinn um, <laughs> visited you. 
Well, <laughs> well, well, yeah. I don't know, man. But look into it. You, you'll come across it. You'll be surprised, man. There's a lot of cases apparently of, of similar stuff. I mean, Chris, is, do you think there's anything to that or or just it's just all gaga? I mean, I, I would have to, you know, I would have to sort of see the information myself and read it and come to a, a deeper conclusion. But as far as them disappearing, uh, you know, if we're talking about G-men, they, they got to be pretty okay at disappearing. Otherwise, right. they're not very good G-men, right? <laughs> yeah, true. Excellent point. Great. Both of you actually brought up great points, to be honest. So, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, who knows? I've never experienced them. I've never I mean, when you them. book us. Yeah, well, no. They're, they're, they're logical. <laughs> they're, no, seriously, both of you guys gave logical answers, you know what I mean? And to the point where I actually haven't heard either one of you guys like or anyone else use those actual answers, you know what I mean? So interesting. I mean, it could be anything, whatnot. I don't know. Like I said, I've never experienced it before, but this is what people claim, and apparently it's a worldwide phenomenon. So I don't know, man, but have you guys um, – <clears throat> this case, I think, is one of the best ones and actually happened in my neck of the woods in Melbourne. Have you guys heard of the Westall UFO incident? In yes. You have? Oh, yeah, it's pretty famous. Chris, yeah. have you? I'm just excited to say I yes about one of the things. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, yeah, it is one of the most famous. <laughs> I think it happened in 1964, I believe, and uh, it was it was at a, at a primary school. I believe, Jeff, you would call that a elementary school in the States, yep. right? Yep. And um, yeah, so this is back in 64. All the kids were playing. I think it was like- Oh, I have heard of this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I believe they were on their, on their lunch break or something like that. There was kids around, whatever. And out of the blue, all the kids and, and teachers see two UFOs coming lower and lower and lower to the point where there was a creek just next to the school and I've been there to check it out. There's even like a, they've got, they made a UFO. <laughs> like it's like a playground, right, for kids. You can go in it, but it's a huge UFO. Where, oh, where they the UFO. Did they have a mache or something? No, no, no. It's not out of mache. <laughs> no. No, this, it's made out of metal. Like it's oh. proper. I've been in it, like literally. It's pretty big. It's massive. But they put it where the UFOs supposedly landed, right? So anyway, the kids, um, the kids all see this thing. They all call the teachers, and next thing you know, kids are running to the UFOs once they landed. <laughs> Hello. Hello, how are you? Good yourself. Merry nice Christmas, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that that threw me off. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> That's Juan Sicario. <laughs> okay. Well, nice to meet her, man. Um, she's done battle with them many times. <laughs> you know, it's funny. At least your girl came <laughs> in. My one is too shy for the damn camera. Seriously. Do you have any idea how many times I've tried to get her on this camera just today alone? Oh God, at least she did though, man. Jeez. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, unlike mine. But anyway, <laughs> that threw me right off. So the kids, um, come go running to the, to the UFO where they landed and weird stuff happened. Kids were passing out, all sorts of weird stuff. And then fast forward a few hours later, apparently American servicemen turned up and were threatening the kids. You didn't see that. It didn't happen. Rah, rah, rah. 
I mean, there's a lot of Melbourne. Why are there American servicemen everywhere? Manitoba, Melbourne. Is it an M thing? Do you want to know something actually? And I'll I'll quickly say this, right? Obviously, you know about Area 51, right? Everybody does, right? That that one I know. Yes. Well, have you guys heard of, uh, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Have you guys heard of Pine Gap? Yes. Oh, damn. I didn't think you'd know. Well, that's here, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just, they say that's even um, more secretive than, than even Area 51. And that's a joint American-Australian underground base, base facility. There's been a lot no, of no, UFO. Hold on a second, because I happen to know that the Australian military and the New Zealand military are one and the same. So are there Kiwis yeah, right. also? Because you can't trust Kiwis. <laughs> uh, look, part of my uh, my English right now, but the, we just call keep them, your sheep away from them. Yeah, we <laughs> we call them sheep fuckers. Shout out to all my uh, New Zealander friends out there. Heck, my best friend from New Zealand lives in New Zealand right now. But uh, yeah, we call them sh- sheep shaggers. I should mm. say. Well, um, they call you kangaroo fucker, so it's okay. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I'd rather bounce with a kangaroo than a damn sheep. So uh, they also they also <laughs> say that you're just wallaby New Zealanders. <laughs> well, well, wallabies are only in Australia. So I mean, wallabies are like baby kangaroos, literally. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's really like you know, like an alpaca is to a llama, like a small. Yeah, what's the difference between an alpaca and a llama? Actually, one's got more hair. Size. It's just it's just, it's just their size. Okay, and one spits at you all the time. Alpaca and llamas are all basically. You know, the same based on but different sizes. Well, anyway, that's a first on the crypto cast. We're talking about <laughs> alpacas and llamas. But uh, <laughs> but back to the story. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> we better get back on track. Well, no, because the thing is, I know that there's American bases in Antarctica. Yes. Oh, I'd love to talk about that. We should do a show on that. Where nobody can see it. Right. And you're on the southern <clears throat> part of Australia, so... It makes sense, so, uh, but I was not aware of the joint base in Southern Australia already. Um, so I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just weird that both of your stories in different countries involve American servicemen. And I'm like, we're, we're not, I mean, we're, we're in a lot of places, but we're not everywhere. Or well, are we? Pine Gap is one of uh, America's major bases worldwide. Like this place, literally, uh, they it's the place where... They listen to to all the phone calls worldwide. It's all like they can hear practically anything and everything from anywhere. It's also where they launch missiles, apparently, for like in in Iraq and uh, Afghanistan and like drones and all sorts of shit from over there. I mean, I'll show you another documentary because this is extremely rare. I hope it's still around. It goes deep into it, man, and it. It was pretty mind-blowing because it's hard to find information about Pine Gap. It's extremely, extremely hard to actually find any sort of information properly about Pine Gap. But there's supposed to be uh, UFO abductions and UFO sightings there, but it could be uh, some sort of secret- secretive craft or weapons or whatnot. But it's equivalent to Area 51. They say it's uh, it's even bigger and it's way more secretive. It's definitely very active, but it's in the middle of the desert. In Australia, so uh, it's an interesting location, and uh, it's kind of spooky. But um, back to the Westall thing, what, what do you guys think about that? I mean, there's got to be some sort of truth to it. I mean, they, they even claim to have seen little men. Jeff, um, I, I don't know what to think, but but I keep my mind open. I'm still sort of 
thinking about the American service people everywhere, not not to diminish it, but because this in what's that forest in England where there was a, a U.S. Air Force uh, base not too far, Rem, Rem, Rendlesham, Rendlesham Forest, right? And yeah. the, and again, U.S. servicemen, and you know what, what come what comes first, the chicken or the egg? I mean, is it is it the U.S. builds bases there because they know that there's something well, going on there? Well, it's funny. Or are the aliens tracking the <laughs> the big bad evil empire? Well, it's funny that you say that because, like, even Point Gap, they say it's an Australian base, you know, joint Australian American base. But let's not kid ourselves. It's it's American funded. American, pretty much. The Americans are pretty much the bosses there. They're supposed to have equal sort of power, but I don't buy it. It's 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 an American base. Yes, there is Australian servicemen there as well. Like they say, it's half half, but there's over like, from what I know, they even sent about a year ago an extra two thousand soldiers for whatever reason into the Northern Territory, which is where Pine Gap is situated. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, it, I mean, from here to Asia is not far anyway, so it makes sense. It's 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 a strategic uh, place, no doubt about it, for 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 America and Australia, but. Yeah, it's just, it's a weird place. We got to do a show about that, no doubt about it. But um, there's also another case. Have you guys heard of Kelly Cahill? I mean, Kelly, yeah, Kelly Cahill. That's her name. The Kelly Cahill case. Any of you guys? It's pretty famous no, in, in in America and worldwide. Have no, you but you, you skipped the little man. Um, I, I don't I don't have any trouble believing in in little smaller statured people uh, <laughs> as being aliens right I mean, first of all if you're on a higher gravity planet chances are you're going to be smaller in stature uh, or very mountainous pla- uh, planet uh, where that's where you're from you you're probably going to be shorter in stature because it helps with balance it's just darwinism um but uh, uh yeah why not and, and listen some uh, plenty of the myths of old include leprechauns dwarves gnomes you, you know whatever, whatever you want there's always smaller people in there hobbits uh you know the so yeah why not well i'm glad you brought up leprechauns and stuff because apparently they abduct people too right fairies yeah stuff like absolutely. that that's all law chris i mean have you heard of those type of uh myths if you want to call them uh, well, yeah, I mean, that was sort of the thing that people told their kids a lot of the time in, uh, you know, in England and Ireland and Scotland was don't go into the woods or the fairies will get you or the pixies will get you right. or the, you know, the dwarves will get you. Um, yeah. Well, and, and who's to say that there's only one kind of alien that's visiting us, that there's not from, you know, plenty of different sites or well, that there's some sort of federation involved well, with different races and different species. I mean, so. See, see, that's a, another thing. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, there is multiple species. I mean, apparently there's reptilians. Apparently there's there's beings that look like us, like but with blonde hair, blue eyes, and I think they're supposed to be taller, you know, the Nordic-looking aliens, supposedly. But uh, Hitler's dream, the Aryans. <laughs> yeah, pure, apparently, like, you know, pure Aryans. But, uh, but the thing is, man, like I was going to bring up the Kelly Cahill case. And- it was so funny because he, he was sort of short and dark haired. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Kelly Cahill part case. Jewish too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, so like one eighth or something, but I, I probably shouldn't say 
pretty funny and Hitler in the same sentence without <laughs> letting your audience know that I uh, know that that was probably a faux pas. Don't, don't worry. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll edit that one out. <laughs> I'll edit that one, Jeff. I don't know. <laughs> you edited all of me out. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. But um, the Kelly Cagle case, because I just want to bring it up because we should wrap it up shortly anyway, but um, the Kelly Cagle case, they've mentioned it on the latest episodes, the most recent episodes of The X-Files, funny enough. If you watch the, the last few that got released, they actually bring her up for whatever reason. But uh, anyway, she was at a place called the Denner Ranges, which is a national, which is a national park here in uh, in Victoria. It's just outside of Melbourne. I've driven there plenty of times. It's a pretty nice place, whatever. Um, she was driving through there with her husband. Apparently, they were visiting a friend or whatever. They see an object in the in the in the sky. They don't think nothing of it. So they end up getting to their friend's house. And, you know, after a few hours, whatnot, they end up leaving. They see that same object again. Now, this object is following them, and they're starting to freak out a little bit, like, oh, my God, what is this thing? What what are they? Whatever. So, eventually, this uh, – and I'm cutting a long story short. There's plenty of videos on YouTube. If you type Kelly, Kelly Cahill UFO incident, right, it'll come up. But anyway, um, so they see this craft land. And they get out of the car. And this is a pretty scary story, man. So they're looking at this craft and suddenly all these beings, I, I can't give you the exact number, but it seemed like there was at least five or six. They were black. They looked like greys the way they described them, but they had red eyes. And they were just uh, hovering towards towards Kelly Cahill and her husband. But, but get this, there was also other cars pulled over and other people that got out. And we're doing the same thing. We're watching the same thing they were watching. So there's other people to, you know, to to say that this thing apparently really happened. And anyway, so these uh, aliens, supposedly, whatever they are, they come closer, closer, closer. They're just hovering. And they, one of them says to towards Kelly, I am your God. Right? And she freaked. And suddenly um, she couldn't, um, she couldn't see. Well, I know it sounds out there, right? You got to look into it. But anyway, she couldn't see. And the alien was saying all sorts of crap. They passed out. I can't remember the exact wording. They passed out. And then next thing you know, she found scars on her leg. She was bleeding like she had a miscarriage, even though she wasn't pregnant at the time. Um, I mean, I don't know what to think about it. It's, it's, I'm not giving it justice, put it that way. You, you guys got to look into it. It sounds way out there. I mean, I can ask you guys again if it's real, if it's not, but if you guys haven't looked into it, I guess you, you guys can't give me a proper answer and we've sort of gone along. Yeah, you, sh you should have given us homework before this or you're going to give us homework and we're going to come back and reconvene. And, <laughs> there's a and, lot to uh, talk about, man. I'm, look, I'm only going from the top of my head, so uh, there's a lot of well, weird listen, stuff. Let, let me tell you one thing that I have not missed in the course of this show, and I know you want to wrap it up, but you said that you've had encounters, and you only told us about one. So you right. owe us at least one I, encounter story. I've told you I don't two know or three, actually. Or not, okay, no, no, that's okay. I'm more than happy. Well, there's another look. Like I said, I've never encountered an actual alien, right? But um, I can I can say I've seen a green orb about a, about two years ago. Me and me and my girl again, me and D, and uh, 
we're just driving home. But the weird thing about this, people were all around, right? It was on a Friday night. There was people around. Now, me and DC are green orb, and it was just above, like, picture, like, shops, right? But just, like, sort of shop sort of height, right? Just like a local store, right? Not not a high-rise building or anything like that. Just, Just a normal store, right? And we see this green orb, and it's just hovering above these these shops, right? But get this, nobody was actually paying attention. So everyone, we're looking around just to see if anyone else is seeing it. No one was actually looking up. Like, no one even noticed it. That's just strange. The second me and my girl noticed it, we look at it, it just flings up. It's like it knew we saw it, and it just flings straight up. It just kept going up and up and up through the clouds. Until it disappeared. I don't know what to think about that. I mean, it's kind of weird. But once we got home, I know this sounds even more whack. And now what I'm going to say to you guys is going to be like, like, this guy's full of shit. But that same night, I, I, I swear to God, I kid you not, I swear on my life, right? We got home. We're at the front. The second we got out, we see a whole bunch of white, like stars, right? They look like stars, but they weren't. They're all coming from a northern direction, straight down southerly, right? At least we count. <laughs> There's probably a f- at least forty, man. This is whack. I can't. I can't explain it. They're all going right over us, and it's like one of them started zigzagging, almost like acknowledging us. Yeah, it just felt that way. I can't explain it. They just all flew right over. <laughs> it. They were, They looked like they were just white. Stars that look like just flying right over, and it was a whole heap of them, man. Now, you could say, was it humans? Because I'm starting to think that uh, there is a secret space program going on. It just makes sense to me that there would be. It's like, why haven't we gone back to the moon since, since back in the day, like properly? You know what I mean? But, you know, everyone says, uh, well, you know, we've already been there. There's nothing else to see. Bullshit. In my opinion, there's a lot to learn up there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they never went up there, but that's another subject altogether. The point is, why? So, but you know what I mean? If Otherwise, we're there now. We've been to Mars. We've been maybe to other planets. Who, who knows? You know what I mean? I, I truly think there is something going on with the governments around the world, especially the US government, and I do think there's uh, – some sort of black budget program going on up in space, Jeff. Well, I'll tell you what, what I think about this. And, and I, I, there's a lot about the moon and we don't even have time. Uh, the moon has lots of stuff yes. going on, both some that's been as, uh, verified as fact and, mm-hmm. and, and some that there's supposition, but just, I mean, just very recently they confirmed water on the moon and NASA is soliciting bids for mining on the moon. So, I mean, Without any subjectivity, those two things have happened within the last six months. That aside, based on what you've said and the amount of encounters you've had and sort of how owls have sort of been like a common thread here, and you and and your girlfriend have shared these encounters together, but other people in the area haven't, that maybe you should take some sort of version of the shamanic journey and see if maybe 
there's I'm not kidding. That no. There's something <laughs> you that maybe you are attuned to something, and maybe there's a reason that you are being observed and hailed, and maybe the owl is is the vessel or the symbol. Do this, so, so I think you should, you should go into that a little bit. Listen, everyone wants to be special. Maybe you are. I I'm I haven't had any encounter. I would like to say I'd like to have one. I'm not sure if I really do or not because sounds like it could be scary. Um, no I also way. don't really want to be that vulnerable. Um, so, but you've already had them. It, it sounds like it's been recurring. It sounds like there's some, you, you, you're no worse from where in it, you know, you, you don't have the scars, legs <laughs> weren't blown so. up, you didn't have a miscarriage <laughs> as far as I know. Um, so <laughs> they're trying to hail you for a reason. Don't say Maybe that, they're Jeff. trying to have a good <laughs> gyro in Australia. I don't know. Well, look, ironically, um, I've had paranormal encounters too, and I'm not talking about UFOs now. I'm talking about, if you want to call it ghostly, I've never seen a ghost. But what's the difference? Who knows? Well, they, Who say, knows? they say everything's connected, apparently. That's what some researchers say, but some say they're all demonic. Everything's demonic. Maybe it is. Too. Maybe there are no aliens. Maybe it is paranormal. Maybe there's no paranormal, it's aliens. Maybe well, it is demonic. I don't know, but... You might be the one who can, who can answer that for the world. You <laughs> might be the seven sign. You might be the hero in the movie. <laughs> God, man, I don't know if. It, look, most of You're my Fox and Mulder, you and D. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, <laughs> don't say that. She's never had the same amount of experiences that I have, right? Only the last recent ones. She she did, man, and she freaked out like big time because I I used to tell her all the time about my experiences. She's looking at me like an idiot, yeah? Like, legitly look at me. And, and we've been together for nearly 20 years, right? And uh, she would look at, yeah, yeah, it's that long. She would look at me like a, like a fool, like, and I'm looking at her like, why would I just say that? I, I don't really even talk about it because I don't like how people look. Because it is, it sounds crazy, right? It just sounds out there. I mean, there was a time, I just want to say quickly, there was a time where my auntie passed away, right? My mum's sister. This is back in 01, 2001. And because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm of Greek heritage, obviously, right? Um, and I'm also, my, my religion is Greek Orthodox. Now, I'm pretty sure it's similar with other Christianity religious, religions, right? But when, when a loved one dies, apparently, like the first 40 days of someone's death, the spirit goes traveling around to all the loved ones. Right now, I've never like in the you know previously before that ever experienced anything like that. I just know that's with the Greek Orthodox religion. That's what we believe, right? And uh, I kid you not, the first like right after the actually I'll rewind now before I knew she passed away. Right, um, I remember watching a movie, sitting up in bed, and. Uh, I was waiting. I believe. I think. Do, do you guys remember the movie White Boys? Either no. one of you? No, it's pretty funny. But, but anyway, um, I, I remember specifically waiting for that movie to start. But I was tired, so I said to myself, "I'll just sleep for like you know." It was starting in like fifteen minutes. I just wanted to have a power nap, right? And then wake up to watch the movie because it was on one of the movie channels on cable television, whatever. Anyway, but I felt I ended up falling asleep. Now I woke up. Like thinking, what the fuck? Why is my TV off? And why are my controls neatly sort of placed 
I used to have a chair he's back at my parents' house. I used to have a chair next to me in my room where um, I'd put my controls, like my TV controls, whatever, just beside me, right? But the thing is, I never put them beside there. They were on my bed. Now, and I just fell asleep and the TV was on. Now, I thought maybe my dad walked into my room and turned off the TV, but I asked him. That didn't happen apparently, right? So I found, okay, that's that's strange. That same day, my grandfather came over to, to tell us that uh, my auntie passed away. And I thought, shit, that's weird, right? And then again, now the next day, uh, well, not the next day, but uh, a few a few days later was the funeral. And now I got home and I was with a few friends. Now we're watching TV. There's about four of us, maybe four or five of us. We're watching TV. And you know, like the alarm clock, when the alarm would just go off some, sometimes randomly, like do you guys know what, I'm, what I mean? Sure. Yeah, like yeah. The, the alarm clock goes off, right? And my friends are like, "Whoa, man, what? Why is that? Why is that going off?" And I'm like, "It's nothing, man. It's just probably just, I don't know. It was timed or whatever. Just, it just. I thought nothing of it. I just thought, nah, it's nothing, right? You're gonna that tell us that was the time your aunt died, aren't you? Sorry. You're gonna tell us that was the time your aunt died. No, 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 no. I don't know that. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> That's too dramatic, Jeff. That was a good one though. But no, anyway. So I thought nothing of it. So uh, later on, another friend of mine goes to the to the restroom, and I remember sort of freaking out, saying, "Turn off the light." I just I don't like how just someone would just walk into the restroom, walk out, and just leave the light on. It just irks me, right? So I'm like, "Turn the light off, whatever." He goes, "I did." And I'm like, no, you didn't. The fucking light is on. And he's like, no, I turned it off, man. I'm like, all right, all right, whatever, man. Like, you know what I mean? So I still didn't think nothing of it. Now I go to have a shower because we're about to leave my house now, right? And my friend, another friend of mine was kind of freaking out. He's like, dude, man, let me like <laughs> kick back in the, in, in, the, in the bathroom. I'm like, no, dude, I'm fucking, I'm having a shower. I don't want you fucking sitting there. Relax, dude. There's nothing going on. Anyway, I have my shower, I get out. As I'm about to leave, I turn off all the lights. We all leave the house. Now, my parents weren't home. And um, oddly enough, we go around the block, just said all the lights were on again. So I've turned off all the lights, right? But all the lights were on in my house. Now, I freaked. When I saw that, I'm like, fuck that. I'm calling my parents. I call my parents up. I call my mum. I'm like, mom, get a priest here and bless the house because seriously, that I turned off. Now, I saw it. That's what convinced me. Once I saw the lights all back on, man, I freaked the hell out. I'm going to get a priest, bless the house because I'm not walking back in there after all that. You know what I mean? And she's like, no, no, that's a good thing. You know, it's my sister, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hell no, get a priest, right? And uh, when they got home, apparently there was all these pillows on the floor as well. And apparently my auntie used to have a thing for pillows for whatever reason, right? She just liked pillows. So, I mean, what do you say to that? I mean, I never, like I said, I never saw any apparition or I never saw her. I didn't hear her. But there was definitely a presence in my home at the time, man. So, Jeff, do you think? Was like, were we all tripping? Was it a combined energy thing? I mean, I actually have a story that's not similar in detail, but I think similar in nature. Um, both of my grandfathers died in the 80s. 
Right. Um, I never called either one of them grandpa. I called one Poppy and the other one Popper. I, I don't know why that was the case, but that no, just I get you. was what it was. All right. So fast forward to the early aughts. My oldest son was born in 2000. At the time, he was my only child. Right. Um, and But he was probably two or three years old, but still we had a one of those um, baby monitors in there where you could hear things happening. Um, and he called my father grandpa, and he called my ex-wife's father Pop Pop. Uh, and he could say those. I mean, he could say, you know, he, he had a limited vocabulary. It's probably one and a half, two, whatever right, it was. Right. So one night, all of a sudden we hear like a static surge, really loud, like, like, like there was an energy surge or something. And we heard him say something, something, something. I can't remember the rest of the words, but he said, Poppy. And then, Ooh, then he said, Poppy hard. again. And we went in there and he never met. Obviously, my grandfather died 17 years before this, or whatever the case was. Um, and it would have been that grandfather who would have who would have stuck around to, to, to see him. The, the other one was cool in his own way, but he was also cool in that I'm not sure that he was the sentimental type. Like he 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 like was the type that would gamble with Sinatra and Dean Martin. Um, you know, go to Havana in 1959. Uh, the other grandfather is more of the sentimental type. So anyway, we, we went in there and we're like, what's going on? What, what's happening? He goes, he goes, I say, hi, Poppy. I'm like, do you mean pop? No. Grandpa? No. Did you have a dream? No. I said hi to Poppy. He wanted to make sure I was okay. And oh. that just freaked the fuck out of me. Obvious. I'm not that sentimental. Bumps, dude. Yeah. I mean, I didn't talk about my grandfather with him his great grandfather that much maybe once or twice he saw photos right. at the time my grandmother was still alive she didn't refer to her deceased husband as poppy she referred to him as, as his name you know my husband or grandpa jesse or whatever the case was yeah. um so i mean that's in the same vein uh it's not ex about again going through electronics for some sort of communication so i believe your story why not because I lived it, uh, and really, uh, unfortunately, my son could not possibly remember it because he's right. almost 21. Um, but uh, if you could get my ex-wife to talk to you, maybe you should have to pretend that you didn't know me. Uh, <laughs> she would remember this story, and she would tell it very similarly to me and probably in better detail. But it absolutely happened. And I do not believe that Poppy was a co coincidence. No, no and way. That's something like Poppy wanted, just wanted to make sure that I was okay or wow. he wanted to meet me. So some. Something like that, that, you know, kids don't make stuff like that up when they're not young. So right. I believe you. I, I, I absolutely believe you. Chris, do, have you ever had any sort of experiences like that before? Like ghostly apparitions or just some sort of presence around you? Yeah, we're three for three tonight. Um, <laughs> my my grandpa uh, on my mom's side uh, was really, really, really close to, right. to us. And... Um, uh, like I, I have, I have often said that you know part of the reason why I am the man that I am today is because of my grandpa, and I mean that grandpa. You know, my my dad's dad, he was a a good man. He worked hard, but he wasn't close with us the way that my grandpa Jack was. And um, I'm pretty sure it was um, on the first anniversary of his death, my sister uh, called and she said, "I'm I'm freaking out. 
I don't know how this happened. And I said, well, what's going on? And she said, um, I got a missed call from grandpa's old number. And then I tried to call it and it said the number's been disconnected. Wow. But she had, she had taken a picture of it. She had taken a screenshot of it. And on the anniversary of his death, she got a phone call from, from the same phone number. Uh, missed call, but, uh, you know, uh, to me, like, I've, I've gone on a bit of a, like, spiritual journey in the last four or five years. Like, I used to be a pretty, pretty in-depth Christian, and I'm right. now more of an agnostic. Um, but I do believe that... Um, I do believe that there is a reason why every culture since the beginning of time has had some form of ancestor worship. I think that there's something to the idea that there are people from the other side who um, care about what is happening with, you know, the next generation of their family or the people who they loved in life. Um, and so to me, yeah, like the most real thing in the world is when people share a story like that to me about, you know, some, some family member uh, or some force from the other side reaching across and um, you know, it freaks you out for a minute, but then it, I, I believe that those situations in general leave you with an, with a, with the lasting sense of love and, uh, and, and hope um, from the other side. And I think that that, to me, that's probably more real than anything that people can tell me about a religion, but that, that my grandpa still loves me like that. I can believe, you know, no doubt about it, man. And that's the thing. I just can't picture like, you know, once we all go eventually, I just don't picture us just turning off. Like we just go to sleep. I just can't wrap my head around that. Cause at the end of the day, we are energy, right? We do have souls. I mean, I just don't see there's got to be something, something else. There is some sort of dimension, another dimension going on. Definitely. I can't explain what that is, but there's something like, <laughs> man, this, this planet, this world just is a lot of amazing things that, are, that go on here. And, and science claimed to say like, it doesn't exist. I call bull dust. I just, Sometimes I just think science don't want to like investigate certain things properly and admit to certain things. I don't know why. There's just to me, there's more to it than just living right now. You know, you know what I mean? Like I've always asked myself, why am I me? Why are you you, Jeff? Or why are you, Chris? Like, why can I move my hand? Do you, well, do you get where I'm ask, coming from? Why is Jeff Jeff? That's another subject, but no, but in all honesty, like in all seriousness, haven't you ever thought like, why can you move your hand? Like, for example, like it's, I know it's weird, but like, why are we ourselves? Like, you know, what's the chances? Like, do you believe, like, I know it's against our, I don't, like our religions, I assume. I know it is against mine, but do you believe in reincarnation? Any of you guys, you know what I mean? Like, is it possible? I'm not sure about, I, I, I believe anything's possible. And Arthur C. Clarke wrote that magic is just science that hasn't been learned yet. Right. I, I, I find this all to be comforting and not scary. Honestly, if, if, if this was my show and I was clever enough, I would have ended the show right after what Chris said, because that was goddamn beautiful. Um, yeah, no, no, that was, that's true. And, and, uh, I, I wouldn't feel bad if you cut out what I said and just ended it with what, what he said, because that was freaking beautiful. 
and just and do your plugs, not to tell you what to do, but I mean, <laughs> that actually that gave me a little shiver, and I'm not an easy yeah, person. Yeah, no, me too, me too. A little shiver too. Um, but what I would say is that I don't think that it's, I think it's a false choice. I think that some spirits or souls want to stick around. They, they have unfinished business or they want to look over and others maybe want to go to rest and just do disappear. I, I, I don't know why everything has to be one way or another. Um, there's so much that we don't know about everything. So, you know, if, if, if whatever our energy is, that is our soul, it's a consciousness, maybe it wants to shut up. Maybe it feels like they've had a life complete or they don't want to visit on what's been going on. And maybe others do. Maybe your aunt did want to check on you and was not happy with how she saw the, the state of your room. Maybe my <laughs> maybe. grandfather wanted to check on his descendants and see what was going on or, or just meet his great grandchild one more time. Right. Who knows? Um, you know, I would just say that, that everything's open. It's a false choice. I, like I say, that why is it one kind of alien? Why is Atlantis just one place? Why can't there, Atlantis, there city, why wouldn't they have cities all over the place? Or, right. or why wouldn't there be different cities with similar levels of technology, just like there are today? You know, why, why would there only be one Rome? There wasn't, um, you know, so, uh, you know, so why a choice? Uh, the, the, the spirit is, you know, the, the, the heart wants, wants the, wants what the heart wants. And maybe the spirit wants what the spirit wants. Right. That's, a, that's, that's, that's great, man. Like that's, that was well said, Jeff. I mean, Chris, have you got any closing comments to, to this? And I think before you say anything, I think I want to change the episode to uh, like alien encounters and uh, and the paranormal in general because we pretty much left the abduction sort of uh, topic. But Chris, any uh, closing comments? Um, yeah, I think that you know we went from talking about um, otherworldly experiences <clears throat> to talking about um, you know other dimensional experiences <laughs> to talking about, you know, whatever you would, whatever you want to call paranormal uh, experiences. But um, I think that it, it all comes down to a, a very simple question. And that is um, what is out there in the unknown? And, um, you know, Jeff and I have both sort of said on this episode that we, you know, we tend to be pretty arrogant in our expectation that we have all of the answers. And uh, I think that anyone who, I think that anyone who's humble enough to recognize that they don't will be infinitely more intelligent than the people around them. Um, that was sort of the beginning of my own personal spiritual journey was um, finally coming to the point where I was okay saying, you know that question that, that people are asking? I don't have the answer to that. I don't know. And I feel comfortable not knowing. Um, and, you know, with, with alien abductions, with ancestor worship, with ghosts, um, I don't know the answer. Uh, but I, you know, I hope to understand it better as I get older. But I'm also okay saying, you know, with, you know, with a, with a very contrite, you know, and, and, uh, and restful spirit in my in my own heart that I don't know and I'm okay with that beautiful Jeff get your stuff in man it was a pleasure by the way having you on the show too and uh, man we've got so much more to talk about I mean this was a great crypto cast in my opinion and even though it was supposed to be about alien abductions 
I think uh, it was good that we actually went off into different sort of uh, avenues of the paranormal because if they if they all do correlate and it's all one of the same, well, I mean, are we ever going to find out? Are we going to know? Who knows? But hopefully we do get some sort of answers. So go for it, Jeff. I don't know the answer to that either, but I do know that if you enjoy this kind of conversation, these subjects, and you enjoy the CryptoCast, that you're also going to enjoy Garden of Doom. So please check that out. And these are definitely uh, kindred spirit souls. And if you like wrestling uh, and uh, you want to try a new podcast or you uh, you know want to just check out Hammerlock Hangover, um, we're... We do one thing I think that's different other than, you know, everyone has their own personality and style, but we generally do some sort of fact-based deep dive every week, whether it's into ratings, whether it's into um, contracts or unions and SAG or, or you know, lawsuits or whatever it is. So we try to do that to sort of distinguish ourselves. Um, so I, I would say it's a happy supplement to any of your other wrestling podcast entertainment and we also have our links so anyway i think this was a great show thank you so much for having me on um we went deep we went deep that was pretty deep well on behalf of uh the rational rage network thank you both for being on the CryptoCast. please follow us at rationalrage.podbean.com and i'm gonna say goodbye and merry christmas peace Rational Rage Network.